The Shy and Mighty podcast is on a softly spoken mission to help shy people be more mighty. Shy people don't need fixing. We don't need to change who we are. But in a world filled with noise and hot air, it's time for us to speak up and stop hiding. Hello and welcome to Shy and Mighty with me, Nadia Finer. Um, today I want to talk to you about um, how I managed to be mighty enough to get up on a stage in front of about 300 people in Las Vegas and give one of those kind of inspirational talks <laughs> um, or a, a yeah, one of those inspirational talks that we, you kind of imagine, um, being, um, the, the ultimate in speaking gigs. How did I do that? Well, it wasn't easy. (laughs) It was really scary. Um, and I wanted to share it with you because I feel like if I can do that, then, um, if I can muster the courage to to do it, then, you know, so can you. And I know that for a lot of us, um, public speaking, giving a big talk in front of loads of people is one of those things that is on our bucket list. It's one of the things that we, we dream of. And yet, as a shy person, it feels like it's not for us or it's not possible um the thing is if we don't put ourselves out there and we don't speak up and we're not heard and we don't share our ideas or talk about our stories and our achievements if we are absent from that world the only people who do that who do participate who say yes to those opportunities and get up on the stage the only people that do that are not like us they're not shy um they don't lack confidence they're prepared to do it um to plug in the mic and if we're not part of it if if we're not heard then our opinions and skills and talents our value um and gifts we're not present we're missing because we're hiding and you know if you think about that on a on a larger scale it's depressing <laughs> it means that you know the only people our kids here speaking are loud people the only um voices that are heard in organizations are the loud ones and in society maybe the only politicians or people who represent us in society are other the kind of um the bullish people they're not perhaps as deep thinking or considered as we are so i feel like it's up to us to be ourselves and to find a way to to speak up in our own way so that's why i'm here to tell you the story of my trip to vegas um i was invited to to talk at this big event um it was all about um passion and profits and um creating your dream life your dream um 
business, I guess. Um, and they invited me to be one of the speakers. And I was, well, I said yes. It seemed like a good idea. <laughs> it seemed like something I definitely wanted to do deep down. But the reality of it was, um, was a lot more challenging than a simple yes. Um, the the trip took an interesting uh, turn right from the start when um, I rocked up at Heathrow Airport with my bag um, and was about to check in and hop on the plane, hopefully, when um, there was some kind of issue um, at the with the plane and I ended up missing my flight um which was rather stressful so there I am by myself um and I couldn't get there till essentially like two minutes before my talk was due to start so what was supposed to be a relaxing um start to my trip turned into something super stressful where I was having to contact the organisers and tell them I was going to be delayed and that they needed to move my slot. Um, and when I arrived in Vegas, I was all of a fluster. Um, obviously, I'd watched about 10 movies on the plane, which was nice. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, I do quite like spending time by myself on the plane. But, you know, I was, I was um, anxious about it. Um you know, traveling by myself, um, it's kind of scary for me, I don't know, I'm, I don't, I think my, I often feel like because I work from home and I'm, you know, recording my podcast at home and I am working with clients all over the world, but it's always from home, um, with the dog and my family, you know, my world is kind of small, although it's big, it's actually really tiny, um, so when I leave physically and I go somewhere far away by myself, I do get a bit anxious about it, a bit nervous. Um, so I was pushing past those fears. I dealt with the delay. I get to Vegas. Um, Vegas is huge. I'd never been there before. Um, I was staying in the Bellagio, which is a big, fancy, massive, massive hotel. Um, and... It was like nothing I'd ever seen. And to be honest, I just felt very out of place. I just, f I felt like a tiny person. Um, I felt like a tiny person in a very big, big place, all on my own, wandering around, thinking, oh my God, what have I got myself into here? Um, and the next day was the day of my talk. And... I panicked. <laughs> I woke up and I panicked. Um, I made a um, a schoolgirl error in that I hadn't really planned what I was going to wear. Um, I I brought some stuff, like you know, when you pack your bag and you end up bringing way more stuff than you need, but none of it actually goes together. That's basically what I did. So I woke up in the morning of my talk at like four in the morning because I was jet lagged. <laughs> and I was awake and I went downstairs to try and find coffee. 
Um, and there, there was no coffee because everyone was still up from the night before. <laughs> so that's always a good feeling when you're awake, kind of looking for coffee and breakfast and everybody else is still drinking from um, their night out. Bit strange. Wouldn't necessarily recommend walking the streets of Vegas by yourself at four in the morning. But anyway, live and learn. Um, so the morning of the event, I'm trying to style myself in this hotel room with a very random selection of clothes um and at this point starting to panic a little um I want to look like myself you know I know what you wear isn't the most important thing but I want to look like myself I want to feel comfortable um and be true to my brand it also might be worth saying that at this point, I was not feeling physically brilliant. Um, I'd put on quite a bit of weight and wasn't looking my best. Um, I wasn't feeling very fit. And um, so I didn't really know what to wear. And I, <laughs> I was struggling, right, R- pretty badly. Um, because I was just throwing things together. Nothing felt right. I really wanted to wear jeans, but I wasn't sure that I was you know, allowed to. It seemed like quite a fancy sort of event. Anyway, so I settled on this kind of suit with um, a jacket and trousers. They didn't quite go together, but it was sort of casual black pink top, which sort of matched my brand. And um, I decided to wear some Birkenstocks because it was boiling. Right. (laughs) I thought it looked alright. I thought it was kind of casual summer suiting sort of. Um but yeah, anyway. Um so I get to this I get to the event and I'm sitting there looking at the other speakers and I realize that everybody else um is wearing dresses, like cocktail dresses almost, and they have very high heels on and they look like they've all been styled um they look like they've all been styled to within an inch of their lives like i think the other speakers may have all had like personal stylists maybe like a team of hair like hairdressers and makeup artists i'm not quite sure but it was a pretty glam affair and um, I don't think I'd quite realised. I hadn't thought to check the dress code, um, but, you know, so I just, uh, there I was. I felt frumpy. I was kind of schlumping along in my, <laughs> my Birkenstocks. <laughs> and soon it was my time to speak and I had my... Um, I had my speech on little cards, which is a good move because sometimes I get really nervous and forget what I'm going to say. You don't want to be flapping a big piece of paper around, especially if you're shaking, because it will be obvious that you're shaking. And um, so I felt kind of prepared in terms of what I was going to say and the notes and everything, and I'd practiced and it was all okay. I wasn't quite prepared for the enormity of it I feel like I um just kind of rocked up ready to do my talk but the thing was there was a stage there was a high stage and there was a kind of backstage area 
and a team micing you up. And this was the first time I'd ever had that done. Um, so they kind of put the thing, the pack on the back of your trousers and then there's a wire and it comes under your top and um, clips on and it's all very um, professional. Um, and so there's a stage, there's a mic, there's an MC, I think that's what it's called, where this lovely lady who kind of introduces you and it's all very organised. But there's another thing. There's a sea of faces. <laughs> a sea of faces looking up at me expectantly um, because I, you know, would be on the stage. And I don't think I'd ever been quite so scared in my whole life and I don't think I've ever felt quite so out of place as I did. Um, I was seriously regretting my outfit's choice and my lack of makeup. <laughs> um, but as I stepped out onto the stage and looked at the funny, um, and looked at the, as I stepped out of as I stepped out onto the stage from behind a curtain, another new experience, I didn't fall over and I sort of, sh I felt like I shuffled forth. <laughs> I don't think I strode forth with great confidence, but I had a message to share. I had something that I wanted to say, something important that people needed to hear. And as I stood there looking at all these expectant faces, I realised something. They'd never heard a story like mine told in the way that I was going to tell it. And sharing with people my journey and how I've overcome the, the, um, the doubts and the insecurities that I have, particularly around the way that I sound, sharing with people the fact that I've managed to find a way through it and embrace um, my little voice and embrace my shyness. It's important. People need to hear that. And I knew that I didn't look like everybody else. I didn't sound like everybody else. And it would hopefully be refreshing um, and something a little bit different. So in a way, the fact that rather than wearing a cocktail dress and sky-high heels with big wavy hair, um, instead of looking like that, I kind of, I looked small and um, I guess fairly unassuming um, and a little bit, uh, I guess, plain at that point. I think looking like that helped people to relate to me because as I told my story, I felt this magical kind of connection between me and people in the audience. I felt like they could relate to what I was saying. They they didn't always need to hear the... Um, the big I am, you know, the big fancy stories about how people had achieved amazing things and, hey, look at me, aren't I brilliant? They didn't always need to hear that. Some of that is good, but they hearing from people maybe like me who've struggled a little bit and found things difficult but have found a way in a, in a kind of a modest fashion to overcome those things bit by bit, hearing that kind of story can... 
um, really help people to um, realise that they are capable of, of great things too and that there's nothing stopping them from standing up on a stage as well. Um, hopefully in a slightly better outfit. So um, I learned a lot that day. I learned that you can do difficult things. You can put yourself in challenging situations and you'll be okay. You can still be yourself. Um, People need to hear what you have to say in the way that you say it. Um, And yeah, it might be a good idea to plan what you wear in advance. There's nothing wrong with dressing um, how you want to dress. And I just really regret not wearing a pair of ripped jeans and some trainers, to be honest. Um, Because the moment I tried to be something that I wasn't, the moment I was thinking, oh gosh, I can't really wear that, I need to be more like everybody else, I failed, you know, I didn't look like them either, and I definitely didn't look like me. Um, So I definitely recommend trying to um, incorporate some public speaking into your world, into your work, because that day I made some amazing um, connections I got some new clients. Um, it really skyrocketed my um, my profile and my career. It, it did amazing things for me, and I will be forever grateful that I was given that opportunity. And also, I'm forever grateful that I had the guts to say yes. Um, obviously, there's things I'd work on and do differently, but um, it was it was a moment, you know, a moment that I'll never forget and something which has shaped um, the way I do business because I now know that I can incorporate speaking into everything that I do. Um, So if that's something which you would like to make part of your work if you've always dreamed of maybe doing more talks or showing up for your audience um and being more visible if that's something you want to do but you're not quite sure how and you're not sure if you can do it then you know let me help you Um, I work with clients like I said from all over the world one-to-one but also in the shine mighty society to help them to set goals and make them happen and do things that are challenging bit by bit you know practice 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 and you'll get there so yeah if that's something you want to achieve too then let me know drop me a line um on the shine mighty website and um we'll talk okay so i hope my um my story of the birkenstocks and the uh the fancy big talk in Vegas have helped you to, um, yeah, to feel like you've got a bit more mightiness inside you than you knew. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now. The Shine Mighty Society is a safe place for shy people to shine. Learn specific techniques to help you improve your confidence and overcome limiting beliefs. Make quiet connections with people just like you. Coaching, support and encouragement to coax you out of the shadows and help you reach your goals. Head over to shinemighty.com to find out more.